For those of you who listened to the podcast a few weeks ago, you will remember me saying that I was going to put an offer on my Month to Manifest program. Month to Manifest is the easiest manifestation course on the market right now. My intention when creating this course was allow it to be easy, simple, time efficient, like I'm not about things that take me a lot of time or I just won't do them. So this requires at the most five minutes of your time a day to be able to really hone your intentions on a daily basis. And not only that, one of the things we have done is to create a community of like-minded people where we meet once a month on a live and we set our intentions for the month ahead. It is so powerful and you'll get to meet those like-minded people who share in your joy and in your love of manifestations and we all lift each other up. It is so amazing. I love it and I would love you to join. One of the things that I have always wanted to do as well is to make this affordable and not only is it affordable every day but I am also giving you a discount on that right now. All you have to do is DM me the word manifest on Instagram and I will send you the unique discount code. Come and join us. Welcome back to the Unbreakable Mindset podcast with me, your host, Jude Daunt. There's a funny little story that I wanted to tell you and it happened ages ago. (laughs) Every time me and my daughter joke about it, I'm like, I should totally put that on the podcast. I mean, do you know what? It might be one of those things where you had to be there, but let's see. Let's see. So my daughter was going to a a party. It was like a 16-year-old birthday party at a community center. And she's been to things before where she goes, like she's quite good at like making new friends. But when she goes to something where the, you know, everyone's together, she does obviously like everyone, you know, kind of feel a bit insecure and, and gets a bit nervous. But to the point where she'll be like sat in the car with me going like, oh God, like I don't want to go in. This is awful. Like I, I'm just so nervous. I'm not going to know what to say. Like and just getting like angry and annoyed and, you know, like teenagers do. And, I, and all the time I'm like, it's going to be fine. I mean, sometimes I would like get out of the car, <laughs> just get out of the car. I'm in the middle of the road. <laughs> I need you to get out. But I do always remind her, like, afterwards, so was it all right? And she's like, yeah, yeah, it was totally fine. So when she needed to go to this party, and she was all dressed up, 16 party, um, and she was all dressed up, and her mate was going as well, and I was dropping them off, and she told us where it was, like, a few days before, so I had it in my head where it was, and I was driving up there, and she's like, oh, God, I feel sick, like, I'm going to have to walk in, and I don't, like, and these mates weren't like super close she'd only really just started to to know the group of of the the boy whose party it was and she was like oh god like I'm so nervous like just walking in what was if everyone's looking at you when you're walking in I was like the warm man just going and uh and I was like right let's remind you of the times where you felt like this and it was absolutely fine right I'm really coaching her as we're going and I'm also using law of attraction with her and I was like come on you need to you need to manifest the outcome you want so you need to start visualizing it being absolutely fine so you're going to walk in there confident you're going to have an amazing night and she was like oh right okay and and there was loads of cars in the car park and I dropped her off 
and and she was fine like honest to god she was so much better than she'd been like previous times when I dropped her off and she was like knowing that it was going to be a good night so she walked in at the place and I've drove off by this point and then I get a, I get a phone call like honest to god it was less than three minutes later you've dropped us off at the wrong community center so she'd walked in and it was just full of old people <laughs> This old guy went up to her and was like, are you all right? Can I help you? And she was like, oh yeah, I'm just here for Rick's party. And he was like, I think you're at the wrong place. (laughs) So there she is worried that she's going to be awkward when she goes in and I dropped her off at the wrong place. I don't know what that says about manifestation or my listening skills when she tells us where there's a party at. But it was so funny that I was really trying to coach her. And having confidence and manifesting the outcome that you wanted. And I dropped her off at the wrong community centre. Anyway, do you know what it is? It took the edge off when she went to the right one. And because and, she had a story to tell, didn't she? Funny story that her mom dropped her off at the wrong place. So I guess it all worked out. In this episode, what I want to share with you is how to connect with the unconscious part of your brain the subconscious part that does the work when we're not consciously thinking of it. <laughs> now, there was a lot of words there and it might not have made any sense. So I'm going to go deeper into that. When you are conscious of something, you are actively mindful. So you are mindful of what you do and therefore you have control over it. When we do something subconsciously or unconsciously, we don't have control over it. So if I were to give you the Google description, the subconscious is part of the conscious that is not currently in focal awareness. The unconscious mind consists of the process in the mind that occur automatically and are not available to introspection and include thought processes, memory and motivation. So unconscious for me would be my drive to work. Yeah, because I'm thinking about, um, I'm probably looking at the, the sunrise. That's what I've been doing a lot of recently. Or I might be thinking about what, podcast I'm listening to but the one thing that I'm not conscious of is driving because you just do it it's an unconscious act it's very easy once you've started it you know remember when you first start driving you're really conscious of it and you you know really focused on being in the right gear or pulling out and putting your indicators on and then eventually it just becomes unconscious and it's easy and you just do it so so unconscious tends to be things that we do automatically, they might not serve us either, like it might not be something that serves us well, because we're unconscious and we might be having bad habits. But the part that we want to focus on more today is that subconscious, the ones that we are not focally aware of, that we don't have any control over, or we perceive we don't have control over. Now, if I put this in terms of what I've talked about before, when we feel anxiety, we focus on the anxiety, we tend to not focus on the subconscious that's causing the anxiety. And that is where I want to go today. I want to go to the place that we normally avoid and give you tools to be able to become consciously aware of thought so you can start to control it, so you can start to level up in the areas that you previously would have ignored. Now, when somebody comes to me and they have severe anxiety, 
what they tend to be focused on is the anxiety, not what is causing the anxiety. And that could be somebody who has transferred anxiety. So transferred anxiety can be physical and it can be really debilitating and you can have um, panic attacks and and it's a real physical kind of symptom. Transferred anxiety could also go to health anxiety where you are focused on your health and your fear of illness. It can be OCD, like it's where you've transferred the anxiety onto something else and made that the thing, right? So that can come out as um, anxious thoughts and feelings as well as OCD or health anxiety or, you know, compulsive kind of disorders, So what I want to bring you back to is that there is always something that triggers anxiety. And for some clients, and it's a very small percentage, this takes a lot of unpicking. And it could be that we have eight sessions before we've managed to unpick the core of what was causing it because that client is buried it so deep that they don't realize what's making them anxious. And I want to get you to the point where you are not only in control of those thoughts, but you have a conscious awareness of when your subconscious has kicked in. So if I give you an example of this, my subconscious was kicking in in the last few weeks because I have had some speaking engagements in the diary. So I had three speaking engagements in the diary and it's not something I've done. I don't do it very often. Um, I've not done it in a long time. I think the last one I had was probably, God, I want to say the start of the year, but I honestly can't remember. In fact, it might have been, might have been, might have been the start of last year, like back in, because um, I remember I was doing it in a college and I think they were doing it before the students came back. And my daughter wasn't at college then, so it might have been not September God, it can't have been that long ago. When did my daughter start school? Where are we? Oh no, she started this September, so it was definitely last September. Okay, sorry, irrelevant, irrelevant, irrelevant. So it's been at least a year since I did one of these speaking slots. And I have it in my head, for whatever reason, that I'm not good at public speaking. I get triggered by other people who I deem are good at it. And I probably stay clear of it. Now, again, it's not a conscious thing. I'm not consciously telling myself every day I'm not good at speaking. I'm not good at speaking, like public speaking. And it wasn't until these three things came in my diary that I recognized I was procrastinating over preparing for them. I was ignoring one of them. So one of them needed me to send me, for me to send them a a head chart and and a bio so they can put it on their website to announce that I'm going to be a guest speaker I was even putting off replying to that I buried my head in the sand about it now if you'd asked me at that point Jude are you procrastinating over anything are you burying your head in the sand about it I would have went no I am totally on top of things I'm always ahead I'm always proactive I honestly didn't realize that I was burying my head in the sand about this until week on week I kept moving these things over So if it doesn't get done the week before, I move it over on my to-do list. So I have to physically rewrite it. And subconsciously, 
I didn't think there was anything going on. Like, honestly, I just kept rewriting it week after week, just thinking, oh, I haven't had time for that. It's fine. It's totally fine. I'll do it later. I'll do it later. And, and, and that was when I had two in the diary. And when the third one came in, and, and I knew I had only like, uh, like literally this guy had asked me to do a speaking slot at the launch for his podcast. And he was like, oh, let's jump on a call and we can kind of talk through it. Or let's meet up for a coffee. Da, da, da. And one, I was thinking, God, I haven't got time for this. And two, that was me facing my fear, but I didn't realize it at the time. Anyway, I was having a bad day. <laughs> I was really overwhelmed by loads. And to be fair, if you looked at my to-do list, there was a hell of a lot on it. I was finishing off a project that we'd been working for on for a year. I was talking to my business partner about it and she went, oh, you don't sound great today. And I was like, oh, there's just, there's a lot on and I need to shift some stuff off my list. And she's trained in coaching. So obviously she was like, okay, well, what? what do you know that you could give away? And I was like, well, I definitely don't need to do this thing that I've just signed up for. I've agreed to do a speaking slot at somebody's podcast launch. And she went, well, just say no. And I was like, yeah, but it would be, you know, good exposure and good for this and good for that. And she was like, but you don't need it. We could do that in another way. And I was like, do you know what? You're absolutely right. I'm going to click it off my list. So dropped him an email, said, look, I'm really sorry that I said yes, I shouldn't have, there's far too much in the diary, I know I'm not going to be able to commit to it, do you mind if I pull out? And he was like, no, that's absolutely fine, like I'd literally only signed up two days before that. Oh, and the relief I felt that week by just not having it in the diary and getting through all my other stuff, I honestly thought I was smashing it. Like consciously, I was in a great space, right? But week on week after this, I still have those other two speaking engagements. And it required me to go a bit deep on this because I've realized there's a story I tell myself that I'm not good at speaking, public speaking. Which obviously if I tell anyone else that, they just think I'm nuts because... I do my podcast every week and I put myself out there on social media and if you think of all the training videos that I've had to do for my academy and honest to God I don't find them difficult I really don't I don't find doing this podcast difficult I don't find doing my Instagram reels difficult like it comes really easily now, if I peel back the layers, did it always come easily? No, because whenever you do anything the first time, it's really, really difficult. So yes, reels were really hard, <laughs> really, really hard at first. And, and I had to start getting used to them. They weren't easy. But once I started figuring out the content, it was fine. And if we go back to something that I spoke about a while ago when I was starting to just put off doing the podcast, it was because I didn't have a topic to talk on. Like I hadn't prepared what I was going to say. So there's things that make those things easier. Does that make sense? And that will be the same for you in everything you do. You will have found a way to make the hard thing easy, right? Just like driving, we figure out how to make something hard easy. Like it just becomes automatic, right? But with the public speaking, I don't do it very often. And there's a story I tell myself that I'm not good at public speaking. And that eats into my limiting belief of not being smart enough. And I feel like consciously, oh God, it's because I 
I'm not smart enough to do this. Like I don't have the language. I don't have the the words for it. And I and I'm maybe I'm not as engaging as I wish I was. And so there's a lot of junk there, isn't there? There's a lot of limiting beliefs. There's a lot of negative energy that is subconsciously telling me I am not good at this. So therefore, the actual physical act of me preparing for these meant I'm burying my head in the sand. So I just ignore it. And what happens with something that you ignore? just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and it grows like mold on a piece of bread yeah it just becomes uglier (laughs) smellier (laughs) and it becomes bigger because you're not dealing with it so it then becomes the biggest thing in the room and then it needs dealing with and it's so bigger and so much uglier than had you just done the work on it so I was aware of this I was aware that I was avoiding these speaking gigs and just preparing for them. So I started to do a bit of work and I actually was talking to the the graduates in their supervision about it and seeing how I'd been triggered by someone else who I deem really, really good at this. And when I mean triggered by it, it's like I watch them and I go, they're better than me. Oh my God, (laughs) I'm not good at this. I wish I could be as good as them. And then I just avoid looking at anything this person does. So one, as you're listening to this, I want you to remember that we all have insecurities, no matter how much work we've done on ourselves. Until we get competent at something, we will have insecurities. So my insecurities were coming out as me avoiding this and really kind of burying my head in the sand about it. So I started to unpick it and do the work on this. Why do I feel like I'm not good at public speaking? Because there are many other examples where I am good at openly talking and you know having one-to-ones with my clients and never struggle for stuff to say having doing a you know a live in the academy for the students I never overthink oh my god like what am I going to teach them tonight and know intuitively what I'm going to teach what I'm going to talk about you know I have very few notes that I make about it because I know where I'm going to go with the teachings I don't worry about it So I started to unpack it a little bit and what I discovered was that it wasn't my fear of not being good enough. It's not my fear of public speaking because that's what I, you know, I transferred anxiety, I transferred it into, you're not good at this Jude, um, you're not engaged. And like I told myself a story about it, but when I peeled away the layers, I was like, why do I feel like I'm not good at it? And why do I avoid it? And I thought, I know what it is. It's because I don't know the people I'm talking to, right? So whenever I'm talking to somebody, and bearing in mind, I don't know you, the listener, directly. Some of you I do because you are adorable and you message me on Instagram, but I don't know you all. But I do know that you are engaged with the content that I put out when I talk about mindset, when I talk about law of attraction. I know that's what you come to me for. So although I don't know you all individually, I know how to deliver that content, right? But when I'm going to somebody else's speaking gig, I don't know their audience. I don't know what they're here for. And I think that's what it was. 
How do I appeal to these people when I don't know what they're struggling with? And that's what got in my head. And I thought, I don't know how, and I was trying to think of all the ways to deliver it. What do I need? Da, 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 da. So I thought, all right, okay, well, if my blueprint is, is when I'm good at delivering content, is when I'm talking directly to the one person that I've got in my head and I know what they struggle with, I can then talk about it and it resonates with other people. Then I need to imagine this one person in that room when I do the speaking gigs that I'm going to be talking to. Then I'll be able to build the content around that rather than me worrying that I'm not relevant for everyone in the room. Now that is tangible. That is something that I can work on. But when my fear of, oh my God, I'm not good at speaking came up, I just sat with that and thought, I'm, I'm just, I'm not articulate. I don't know how to get across. There wasn't anything that I could work on actively to really help me. But when I started to peel the way the layers and become conscious of my subconscious thoughts and what they were telling me, it was telling me a different story to the one that needed the outcome. Does that make sense? So the subconscious part of me was like, you're not engaging, you're not smart enough to do this, you're not clever enough to talk to all of these people, you're not engaging, you can't hold a a room rather. So my subconscious was telling me all of these things. But when I consciously activated what the story was telling myself, I realized it wasn't true. And that actually, it's because I'm missing a pit, I'm missing a, a part of this, sorry, that I needed to work on. Because if I want to get better at this, and I do, like I want to do more speaking slots, I do want to put myself out there, and I want it to become a strength rather than a development area, then I need to start looking at, one, what the subconscious is telling me, and two, where do I need to improve? And where are my strengths in other areas that I can leverage? Now, that wasn't necessarily causing me anxiety, but it was definitely causing a little bit of overwhelm. And it was also 100% cause and avoidance. So what I want you to check in with, right? Because when we are dealing with the, the subconscious, it can be deeply hidden. It can be things that we're not aware of. So we have to take cues from elsewhere. So when you are triggered by something, there's lots of things that can be an outcome of the trigger. So procrastination is an outcome. Overwhelm is an outcome. Feeling like you've got a heavy chest is an outcome. Feeling like you are making impulse decisions is an outcome. Overeating, drinking, (laughs) these are all outcomes of the subconscious doing something else and causing us to feel a trigger. So when you know you are in self-sabotaging behaviours or you are feeling certain triggers like overwhelm and anxiety, I invite you to spend time unpicking what is coming up for you right now. And that could be literally looking at your to-do list and asking yourself, what is the thing that scares you most? It could be looking at your vision board and seeing if there's something that makes you feel uncomfortable on there, something that you really want to achieve, but you don't feel as possible. It could be that there is an old limit and belief that has come back 
from nowhere <laughs> and it's now rearing its ugly head. So if I just shout them out, it could be like mine, I'm not smart enough. It could be the, could be imposter syndrome, feeling like other people are better than you. It could be that you don't believe it's possible for you, that there's an earning ceiling you'll never get above, that other people will just be more successful than you. Whatever story is coming up that your subconscious is telling you needs work to unpick it. Now, this is the best bit. It doesn't need to take a lot of work to do this. Once you are conscious of thought, and bear in mind, I was conscious of thought, what that story started to tell me when I attempted to compile my speech, my talk, my subconscious was was telling me that I'm not good enough, that I can't do this, when in reality, I just hadn't figured out a solution. So for me to do that, for me to find out what the solution is, for me to be great at public speaking, and bearing in mind it might be that I'm not that bad, (laughs) I've just told myself I'm not very good, but I know I want to be better either way. So for me to get more comfortable with the process, shall we say, it needs me to have a system and a process. So therefore, rather than having the the subconscious telling me I'm not good at it, I then get the conscious to come in and ask myself, how can I get better at this? I want to be amazing. I want to be outstanding at public speaking. What am I going to do to get there? So for me, that requires me to go back and really think about what do I want to see and how do I want to see it? And if I know I'm really good at talking to one person, so I imagine you collective audience as one person, then I know who I'm talking to. (laughs) I'm going to do that for my talks as well. I'm going to really home in on who am I talking to and what what does he or she need to hear from me if I'm filling in the gaps and this is the subject that I know I need to talk about. And I want you to try this process on yourself. Right, so one, start to become conscious of when your subconscious is sabotaging you. Notice what comes up, right? Out of all those triggers, is it overwhelm? Is it procrastination? Is it going out and buying stuff that you don't need? Is it overeating? Is it tiredness? Like, what are your triggers when you know you're mentally not in a great space? Once you're aware of them, you can, you can become aware of the fact that something needs your attention. Then you can start to click in with what the subconscious is doing and then you become conscious of it. So now I'm conscious of what the subconscious is telling me. I can work on giving it a platform. So you give it a platform and you be very honest with yourself about whether it's true or not. Like it could be true, I might be rubbish at it. I might be rubbish at public speaking. But if all I do is just avoid it, (laughs) I'm never going to get better anyway. So I might as well just do it, but do it in a way where I'm conscious of how can I become better at this? How can I become so good that you guys are all going, oh my God, I've just went to see Jude and she was amazing. Like I got so much from it. (laughs) That is what I want. 
That is my end goal. So if I focus on my end goal rather than my fear, then the steps that I can take towards it. I hope this episode has landed exactly where it needed to for you. It isn't hard to reprogram your belief system. It isn't hard to connect with your subconscious. You just have to be aware, fully aware of your triggers, your emotions and your emotional response system. And as soon as you can do that and get to know yourself on a much deeper level, you gain back control. And when you gain back control, you can then start taking action towards your goals and dreams. Have an amazing week, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the Unbreakable Mindset podcast with me, your host, Jude Don't. If you have enjoyed this episode, then please do share with others. And it would mean a huge deal to me if you would rate, review, follow and subscribe on your podcast app. This will allow the podcast to keep growing and going to new audiences. And if you want to know all the ways in which you can work with me directly, please visit judedont.com coaching.co.uk the links will be in the show notes are you the creative type and you already know lots of cool things photoshop can do like create eye-popping images for social and gorgeous graphics for t-shirts and posters but did you also know it can instantly turn a gray sky into a fiery sunset change black and white to color in a click or make anything in your photo magically disappear maybe you're wondering can anyone use photoshop to take images from ordinary to amazing nope everyone can visit photoshop.com and get started for free